Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. With us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Jim, good morning. Always good to be on. Happy day after National Signing Day, Mark. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was a holiday, but I appreciate it. Sure. Well, if we can have, like, National Pancake Day and, you know. Good point. You know, National um, Fez Day and, you know, all those kind of things. Why Why not a, a, a National Signing Day? Make make it a, 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 a national. Why not just make it a national holiday? Okay, let's you just do that. There, there's got to be somebody. I was going to say, you know, down in Denver, but uh, maybe there's somebody in Washington, D.C. we can make contact with and make this happen. Because I'm liking the way you're thinking this morning. Yeah, any chance to have a, just another day off, I'm, I'm totally in favor of that, that whole idea. <laughs> Although I was with uh, I was with Coach Prime last night, uh, he, he says he doesn't take days off. So you know maybe maybe, okay. maybe you and I are soft for even thinking that way. I oh, I know. Why do you have to say that? Now now I'm feeling guilty, Mark. I know. That... Made me feel bad last night too because I enjoy a day off just like anybody else. Exactly. Exactly. Well, okay. You had a chance to to talk with Coach Prime. Was this the the first opportunity to to sit down and talk with him a little bit? And, and to say, it, it, technically it was a one-on-one conversation, but I was sitting in front of a, you know, a few hundred people. Okay. So, uh, it was one of those kind of deals. They had a little, after the press conference yesterday, they had a deal for, oh, I don't know, 350 or 400, whatever it was, uh, boosters and donors uh, at the St. Julian last night. And so he and I were up on stage and did a little, little Q&A for, I don't know, I'm going to guess 20 minutes or 25 minutes, whatever it was. And so, yeah, we, uh, so we sat and talked about the, the whole recruiting thing and, you know, being the coach and all that. And so, uh, yeah, that's where he dropped that uh, we don't take days off kind of thing. But he went snowmobiling up by Vail, so he did take a day off. Come on. Come on, Coach Brian. Well, you know, I think it's all depending on how you're going to define it, right? Uh, you know, they, because he may be saying that, that was part of the whole deal. I mean, this is part of part of being Coach Prime and, and you know, promoting uh, our program and how great Colorado is. So, yeah, I guess it all depends on how you want to. Uh, yeah, I think you and I were probably thinking of taking a, taking a day off and you know laying around a little bit, relaxing. Sure. And uh, you know he's he's got the nose to the grindstone all the time. Yeah, he's yeah he's out he's out there snowmobiling. He's you know pressing the flesh. He's learning more about Colorado. It's it's part of the job. It's it's not it's not fun. It's not recreating. That's that's part of the job when he goes and does something like that. Well, they they've done a sensational job in in the you know six weeks you know that this has all come together. The two five-star recruits, first in Colorado football history, seven four-star players, the most in, in any CU class ever, Twenty uh, number 21 ranking nationally, number four ranked transfer class. I mean, those are some impressive marks for this Colorado program on, like I said, a very short uh, time that, that he's been on the Boulder campus. Well, it's, it's really quite startling, to be honest with you, because the way they jumped into this thing and, and how quickly you can put a class like that together, I'm... I'm kind of interested now. Okay, well, what are you going to do when you've got a running start at it? Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, because that, that that's awful. Most of the time, when a coach takes over a program, that for, that first recruiting class, you know, it, they, they do the best they can to cobble something together. They they pick up what the last staff had put together, and you know, maybe lose a couple of guys because the coaching change in there. Maybe add a couple of guys, but yeah, it's it's generally, you know, one of those. You know, like I said, it's kind of a, a half class or. Uh, you know, at least a at least a little blip of the radar, if you will, and and so for him to do what he has done here, I, I think is extremely impressive, and it just speaks to, you know, kind of the power of prime, if you will, I guess. Yeah, I like that the power of prime. I that they're you, you're going to have to get that to the C marketing people if they haven't already. The, the power of prime that's got to be out there, and you need to get a cut, Mark. 
You've got to get a copy. Somebody make sure that uh, the tape is the tape's rolling there on the show. Tape is rolling. It's always rolling, Mark. Got that for posterity, so that when it does pop up, even go. You know what? Johnson said that first. Yeah, exactly. Give him his cut. Give him his royalties on it. It just came to me. You know, it just out of nowhere. It just came to me. The power of prime. That's pretty darn good. We gotta we gotta make sure that we uh, at least trademark that for us. I like that. Anything I can do to help, Mark, I'll be glad to do that. I'll be I'll send the tape to whoever I need to send the tape to. To, to, to verify it. Uh, spring game is going to be on uh, the, the 22nd of April, so uh, the, the black and gold uh, day on Saturday the 22nd. They'll have the inter-squad game at 1 o'clock. You'll be out there for that. And, and so uh, all this work starts to lead toward the, that spring game. Uh, now that we have the two different signing periods, December and now you know the, the traditional signing day yesterday, yesterday, now the signing day kind of becomes a little bit of the leftovers, the, the kids had kind of way to decide, and, and those kind of things, and it's more of a recap of the entire recruiting process. Yeah. But with Cormani uh, McLean yesterday, he put his uh, the pen to paper or finger to the tablet or, or that what, however he filled out his yeah. paperwork. That that's a rarity where you have a five star guy now that actually signs on National Signing Day. Finding out, and, and it's a rarity. It's it's very it's it's kind of the exception, not the rule. But you know, I think it was Gary Barnett who a couple of years ago and here we were talking about the way this uh, you know uh, recruiting and signing period is, is unfolding now in college football. And he said maybe expect more guys to do that. And and, and so I, you know, I said, well, coach, uh, explain it to me. And he said, well, here's the deal. There there's some of these guys that kind of like uh, the, the attention of that, or maybe they're not exactly sure. And so once you get through the defend December signing day. And, and now all of a sudden there's fewer players out there that haven't signed. There's almost a second recruitment that comes then. Uh, you know, if you can follow the logic there, okay, you know, everyone kind of signs on, on the December date. Now all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to get a lot of love from a lot. Now I'm going to get – there's going to be other coaches and maybe other programs I hadn't heard from coming. Now, maybe that's not the case with a guy like Romani McClain, who's the number one corner in the country. But we may start seeing a little bit more of that simply because of what happens after the December date. But that's an awful big name yesterday. And one of the guys who was with us last night at that deal, I uh, had both uh, the coordinators up on stage. So Charles Kelly, who came in from Alabama, was up there. And uh, it just so happened that uh, uh, Travis Hunter was at this deal last night. Cormani obviously was not. And, and so I, I said to him, I said, th- think about the defensive possibilities when you've got Travis Hunter on one side of the back end of your defense and Cormani McClain on the other. And he talked about how, you know, flexible you can get uh, when you've got those kind of athletes. That really is, that was just on paper right now. We all understand that. We haven't seen the, the two of them on, on the field at the same time. That's an awful, impressive possibility right there of putting those two, the, the number one uh, you know, cornerback recruits in the last two years who are Deion Sanders-like in terms of their, their, their man cover ability and what you can do defensively when you've got a couple of guys like that. that that's kind of impressive and really exciting to think about uh, you, know, when you, you know, when you lay that out on paper. Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, joining us today as he does every Thursday and Colorado as Cal tonight. We'll talk about that uh, second matchup of the season between uh, the Buffs and uh, the Bears uh, coming up in a little bit. I, I guess, Mark, just uh, you know, some, some final thoughts about uh, this recruiting class for Colorado now that it's uh, in the books and you're going to get a chance to start talking about some of these guys. mentioned the, the, the transfer portal has been obviously huge for, for yeah. Coach Prime. Uh, just, I guess just some, some general thoughts about this, uh, the, putting a bow on this recruiting class. I was impressed with what they did overall, obviously, but, but you, you really look at what they did up front 
uh, on both sides of the ball, and I don't remember all the names you know that were on there, but sure. uh, they, they addressed that area very quickly. And, and they one thing that Sean or Sean Lewis, rather the offense coordinator, said last night, he said we went to, with the old guys. He said in many respects up front, uh, you know, with uh, on the offensive side of the ball, they wouldn't got a lot of transfer guys who played a lot of football. He brought one of the biggest guy in the class, the guy that, that Sean Lewis brought with him, or or I should say, the guy followed him from Kent State. Uh, and, and so they addressed those needs, which is awful impressive. And, you know, I think that's where everything's got to start. And Deion Sanders has talked about that uh, over the last uh, couple of months that he's been here. And so j- just the way they went about it and how they addressed essentially everything they need. They had so many, so many holes in this roster. They addressed it all. And that, that's the thing that's been awful impressive. And so, oh, and by the way, uh, Coach Prime Leistad also said, don't think this is done. After spring ball, he made the point there are going to be a number of guys out there, the transfer portal, that you know look at this set of circumstances and say maybe, maybe I don't like her, or maybe I don't see the playing time I'm looking for, or maybe this isn't unfolding. Maybe they, there's a couple of other guys, you know, in my position I got to deal with. He said so that transfer portal is going to get full once again when we get through spring ball. So once we're into towards the end of the semester, end of April, early May, he said, don't be surprised if we go out and find some more guys. And so. You know, this is that's why this whole thing has changed, Jim. It really is fascinating with what's going on uh, in college football and how you can address your needs that way. And and so anyway, he basically said this isn't done yet. So yeah, awful impressive uh, on many fronts of how they've kind of addressed uh, all of the needs this roster had. Yeah, it's almost like uh, another wave of free agency when yeah. after the spring after spring games, where like you said, guys you know find out hey maybe this isn't working out. I'm I'm buried at you know third in the depth chart, fourth in the depth chart. I'm going to go someplace else where I'm, I'm going to have the chance to play. And it is. It's yep. almost it's almost like an, another free agent period that you know that we've never had in college football until the last couple of years. And, and take advantage of it right now because I, I do think it needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Listen, there's a reason in the NFL you've got, you've got free agency period and it's during one period. Period. That's it, right? And, and right now this thing just kind of stretches forever and – and I do think that's got to be addressed at some point that, hey, listen, the transfer portal is there. There's purpose for it. You know, the idea behind it was that you gave players some, some uh, freedom to move around. But, you know, we, we can't just kind of have this open-ended thing that you know, just at any time you just decide, well, you know, okay, I, mean, I need to jump now. And so that's probably going to be addressed at some point in time. But, what, but being that it's open right now, take advantage of it. Absolutely. See you, voice Mark Johnson with us today on the Team Sports Network. One final Buffs football question. Uh, Mike Zimmer, Willie Taggart, there was rumors they were going to join the staff. Then nothing happened, and now it looks like they're going to join the staff. Are you hearing more about the role Zimmer and Taggart will play on Coach Prime's staff? No, I, I haven't. I, you know, in fact, I wish that was, should have been something. I, Steve, thank you for the reminder. I should have asked him that last night. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I don't know exactly what those guys are, are would be doing. I mean, that staff is so substantial the way it is right now. You know, and, and the various roles. In fact, they, there's been some roles created that I haven't seen at the college level. You know, before. You know, chief of staff and and these kind of things. So I don't know exactly what those guys would be doing. Um, you know, I don't know if they come in as his analysts, as you see frequently around college football, or what that means. But I was kind of surprised at this late juncture when I saw that deal about Mike Zimmer that that, that he may still be coming. And and you know, it, it seems that the, the anyway from what I've seen out there, the Willie Taggart stuff's a little bit less emphasized than the Mike Zimmer stuff is, but. You know, listen, this is a whole new world. You know, we've talked about that over and over. This is a whole new world. It's a whole new uh, approach to things. And, and so I'm not really surprised by anything. I just kind of sit back and watch it all develop and, and uh, you know, that it's going to be done deal by the time we get to September 2nd, that first football game. But, yeah, if, if that does happen, there's just more guys coming in with more 
you know, experience and, and loads of experience. You know, when I had Sean Lewis on, on stage last night, I said to him, I said, Sean, you were a head coach. You had total control over everything. Guys just don't leave that to become coordinators. Why, why did you do this? And, and he said, I just, I love the opportunity. The vision that, that Coach Prime lays out was just, he said, it's something I couldn't turn down. And so when you see guys like Mike Zimmer, who's been a head coach in the NFL, Willie Taggart's been a head coach uh, at the college level, you know, wanting to jump on ship, it, it, it just, I, you know, again, go back to the power of prime, right? I mean, this guy seems, he could sell, you know, what's the old line? He could sell ice to, you know, people living in north, on the North Pole. I mean, it, it's, it's really a, a heck of a deal, and it's fascinating to watch. So I, I guess they're coming, and, uh, you know, I haven't anything official at this point in time, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, Charles Johnson. Buff's great at you know the quarterback spot. Calls him the the black Bill McCartney. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I've heard I've heard more of that that kind of uh, comparison. I was doing a show yesterday. Guy brought it up, and I said, you know, I haven't spent nearly as much time around Prime as I have around uh, Mac. But you know, th- there's the one thing I'll say is this: there is a dynamic nature about that personality. You know, there are the legendary stories about Bill McCartney walking into a living room, and you know. Think that, well, uh, Rashawn Salaram's the prime one, where, where Rashawn told a story uh, back in the day where there was no way that, that he thought that Bill McCartney could make a sales pitch to his mother that, that she would buy. He thought it was just a waste of time that this guy from Colorado's coming in. And, and by the time, you know, the uh, coach walked out the door, the door shut behind him, and, and Rashawn's mother looked at him and said, you're playing for that man. And, and so, you know, there, there seems to be that similar quality of that uh, – force of personality that Mac had that, that uh, Coach Prime's got as well. So, yeah, it's, it's fascinating to watch. CU voice Mark Johnson with us today on the Team Sports Network. We flip it from Buffs football to CU basketball. Buffs right now 12-11 and 11 overall, 4-8 and eight in the Pac-12. And got Cal tonight, Mark, uh, second meeting of the season between the two last time uh, out at Berkeley, uh, a game that I don't think any of us thought the Buffs would lose because uh, they had been on a roll heading into that a little bit with the win at Stanford uh, the night or a couple nights before, yep. but they lose eighty to seventy six out there. And look, as far as making the NCAA tournament, it's they're, they're going to have to win the Pac twelve tournament to, for that to happen. That's not going to be easy uh, by any stretch of the imagination. They're they're in a they're in a bad spot when it comes to that. It's been. It's been a disappointing season. I think that's that's safe to say for Tad Boyle in Colorado. No, there's no doubt. Yeah, there's no other way to say it. I mean, to make the tournament now, you've got what eight games remaining. You know that net number has because of the schedule they played has been relatively strong as it continues to be. But yeah, you're you're on the outside looking in without question. Now you've got some big games coming up. You got Utah twice. You've got USC and UCLA at home. You got to play at Arizona. So there's great opportunity. But the way the, the inconsistency with which the way this team has played has really been frustrating. I mean, I think if you're Tad Boy, you're 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 yanking your hair right now trying to figure this thing out because it's <clears throat> we had him on the show the other night and I said, you know, Tad, it might be a little bit easier to analyze this thing if you had one thing. If you just said we cannot take care of the basketball. You know, we're we're just we're the most turnover prone team in America. It's awful and, and you know, it, it's killing us this season. Well, that has been the case at times. It's just not the consistent problem. You know, there have been other times and the rebounding hasn't been there. Or, uh, you know, the, the offense, they haven't been able to finish very well. Or, you know, they haven't had the sharpness and maybe the intensity on defense at times. I mean, it's really, it's a different thing all over the court at different times. And that's what makes it so frustrating. <clears throat> right now you've got Tristan De Silva playing at a very high level. Uh, his running mate out there, K.J. Simpson, 
who's a wildly talented player, as we well know, has kind of disappeared here the last five games. He's one of his last 20 from downtown. I think, oh, if memory serves, those two games in Oregon last week, and he was, was it 4 of 26 or 3 of 26 in the field? I mean, it, it's, it's amazing how things kind of fall apart in different areas, and that's what makes it so tough. And that's what tells you that what Tad's dealing with is – you know, an issue between the ears here that, that they, they can't seem to get figured out. And it's, yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. But right now, they've been as up and down as anybody in the country. And uh, they haven't been blown out. I mean, there's not a game this year where they've really been blown out. Uh, most games are, you know, a couple of possessions or one possession. And, and so it, it really is a disappointing and frustrating deal because you can see how good they can be when they, when they are at the top of their game. They're fantastic. And, you know, right now, what Tennessee, I think, is number one on the net, and they beat them earlier this year. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a frustrating deal, and unlike one I've seen in a long, long time. And I know it's, uh, it's frustrating for the coach. Yeah, I mean, that, that one against Tennessee, uh, Texas A&M, when they were both nationally ranked, uh, you know, back in, you know, no, or, you know, back in early, no, you know, mid-November. Yep. I mean, it yep. seems like that was, that was a long time ago, and you're right. There's, there's still opportunity but boy, it's it, the the margin of error is oh, yeah. paper thin right now for the well, Buffs. Well, let's be honest, Jim. Here we, here we're talking about the NCAA tournament, which they've got a boatload of work in order to get there. I mean, they got these these marquee games they've got coming up. They've got they've got to take care of those and win those ball games. But at this point, you're even looking at the NIT and saying, "Hey, I'm right. not sure. Yeah. You know, if you continue to play this way, there's no way you're in the NIT." And, and so they've got they've got work to do on every single front. Mark, have a great call tonight. Uh, always appreciate the time. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, Jim. Take care. All right. Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, joining us in the program this morning. Always appreciate Mark coming on. Uh, always great insight into what's going on with the CU 